0: For the week of June 26th through July 2nd, Mercury is transiting into Cancer, sending your conscious awareness into the past.
1: The Weekly Transit Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tejarian, I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit.
0: What is happening?
1: What is up, Ingrid?
0: Ugh you know, we're (laughs) recording early. I'm starting my day. It's the weekend, which feels good. I never, I never really have like early mornings on the weekend because usually I'm at work. So Mm -hmm. I'm feeling, you know, I'm sure I look a little sleepy, but I'm feeling good about being up early.
1: Yeah. Awesome. You've got the full day ahead of you.
0: I know. I've just been so burnt out from the last couple of weeks. Well, we had a uh birth time which you were featured in as a music video oh Oh, wow um we had like a a premiere for it at this really cool theater which i wish i would have gas grasped like the gravity of how cool it was it was kind of like last minute what theater was um oh god i don't know the name of anything it's in west hollywood across from the chipotle it's like this really nice private theater there's (laughs) only like one um screening room Uh and uh our friend megan so there's crazy girl therapy which we i've made a bunch of music videos for they're my friends they're like a little music trio that basically makes fun they make fun of all of the la girls which we are the la girls like me and megan are those girls and so then we made all these (laughs) hilarious music videos we have the full moon circle which is you know insanity we have birth time which is like uh, this girl is obsessing hilarious. about like needing this person's birth time so she like stalks his mom like breaks into the house like this whole situation just to get the birth time we um, should so put anyways. the link in
1: the bio for that okay i will we, we did like a long time ago but maybe there's new listeners that haven't seen this video it's hilarious the and song is hilarious
0: your, uh, It features your like your actual birth chart you wrote out a birth chart for a- andy figgle mccue <laughs> one of the characters from the short <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we had like uh, one of her other projects. She helped produce. Uh, anyways, we're all connected. A friend of hers wrote and pro- wrote something mm-hmm. uh, like this uh, mini the series. Woman who played the
1: mom. Is it that no, one? No, or no? she oh, was act- someone else.
0: She came though. That's Monica. Okay. That's another Monica, writer. There's yeah. a lot, a big friend group of writers. It's such so a, one a of the-
1: huge collective of like creative people. Yeah. Very so we talented people
0: so one of the people in the friend group had a premiere for her, her mini series called, um, before marriage, which is like a comedy series about all of the issues that come up before you get married. And it feels very almost Instagrammy. It was shot really yeah. well. And they're just like going over all of the things that come up before you get married that normally people would talk about like kids and, uh, you know, open relationship and all these things mm-hmm. um, but it was really clever but anyways we tagged up they've been winning a bunch of awards this year and they really? were like but but nobody has seen it except for the music festivals so they're like we want to have something for our friends so we can all show it and share it with everybody mm-hmm. And then she produced two of the Crazy Girl Therapy music videos. Mm. So we tagged that on. We made show posters. It was just really fun. Everyone wore, like, all the girls that were, like, involved in it. Accidentally, we all wore, like, monochrome outfits. It just the whole thing was really fun. There was, like, 150 people there. Uh-huh. We had a great time, but that was, like, Thursday. And, like, I didn't realize how much prep there was involved in the movie premiere. So now I'm just, uh-huh. like, barely a person.
1: Okay. Well, what? so what's the plan?
0: Oh, the pl- for their for yeah. their series they're just entering uh-huh. it in festivals. Okay.
1: And then hopefully, and then...
0: you know, somebody picks it up, I believe. I okay. I never know how exactly that works, but Awesome. And then you I mean, then when you win some awards, it's like then you make something else, you're more likely to maybe get funded for it cuz this mm-hmm. was like a just like birth time nobody was really getting paid. Mm-hmm. We did it on our own dime and you know, there was stuff to pay for, but it was mm-hmm a slim crew
1: yeah well it's a great video it's hilarious. it is it's one of my favorite things so i've ever well produced. done i yeah. think it
0: looks so fucking good it does and it was That's like awesome. crew of crew of two Crew of two yeah, yeah crew of two me and my friend abner mm-hmm. and like chris i guess was the dp but everyone in involved in the video <laughs> did everything like yeah exactly I all the people it.
1: in the video were yeah. also behind the scenes too Mm -hmm. the the crew was the actors
0: yeah (laughs) so i'm just recovering having like a little slower of a weekend because that kind of took it out of me yeah i was tired before i even got there
1: (laughs) yeah i know you had because you had a crazy week the week before with your mom and Mm -hmm. all of that
0: this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin. Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift-off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba.
1: And, and just to so everyone who has written a question, I just want to say thank you. We have an incredible long list of questions. I promise you, I don't get rid of any of them. I don't think I do uh, because they're all really good questions. Uh, it just takes us a long time to get through them all. So please be patient with us. We will read your question on the podcast. Uh, it may be you know several weeks or even months after you've asked it. But keep listening and uh, you will hear it. I promise you.
0: Yes. And if you do want to write us a question to answer here on the podcast, you can write us through Spotify. Spotify has a Q&A area. You can write us your questions there. If you ask a question on Instagram or YouTube, we are answering the questions in the platform it is asked. Otherwise, we'd have 10 million questions. So I have Miss Gemma Gallucci. She said it's always better to explain with an example. So she wanted to see where Leo is in her chart for this long Venus transit. But because of the interceptions, I don't have that. So what what would be the answer to
1: this? Okay, so yeah, I know what she's talking about. Because she asked us a question that we talked about a few weeks ago, Gemma, about intercepted houses. Oh, I see, I see. Remember? So she Mm -hmm. asked a question about intercepted houses when there is... A sign, so each house is in a sign, but not necessarily every sign is represented in the houses, because sometimes, like, if you're born closer to one of the poles, the earth and the way that the sky is shaped, it's different than if you're at the equator and it's all even. So there will be... There might, you might have like, say your rising sign is in Leo and your second house is also in Leo. Mm -hmm. Maybe even your third house is in Leo. If you, if you were born like in Alaska or something, you might have three houses in the same sign.
0: Yeah.
1: So when that happens, that means there's going to be
0: three houses in the same, three houses in the same sign,
1: three houses or three signs in the same house. No, well, the. Yes, (laughs) yes <laughs> there's that too oh okay <laughs> so that's what an intercepted house is is when you have like a grouping but, in one yes yeah, so but the thing is is the sign okay i want you okay so i'm going to show you something and for those that are those that are viewing this let's see give me a second here Ingrid
0: so um I mean this is a great uh, Okay. If you're Hold if up. you're watching this, yeah. If you're watching this, we're on YouTube or Spotify if you want to watch the video. And if you're not on one of those platforms, if you go to the website, theweeklytransit.com, there's a forecast tab. All of the visuals we talk about on here, I mean, I guess probably minus this example here, but each day of the week we show the alignments, the signs and symbols. Um, that's where that's going to live. It's also going to have all of the questions Scott asks me on here, all the journal prompts and a little overview of each day of the week. So if you want to follow along, the best way is to actually go to the website and look at the forecast, watch us wherever we are and actually grab the book, the basics of astrology, cause that explains all the signs and symbols. So if you don't have the book, it's $10 for a digital download. It's $30 for a paperback copy. And the link is in the bio. It's on Amazon, or you can download it to your computer.
1: Okay, awesome. So I'm going to show you something. Everyone who is watching, uh, maybe we'll understand this more clearly, but I'm going to also explain it as clearly as I can if you aren't watching. But we're looking at a chart right now. Uh, this is in some city in Alaska that I've never heard of, but I just typed it in because it's Alaska. And and you can see what we're looking at here is the sign that's rising is Cancer. The sign that's setting is Capricorn. The second and third house are in Leo. The seventh and eighth house are in Aquarius. But if you look up here... It like the top of your chart. So Aries is not, there is no house in Aries, but the Mm -hmm. sign Aries is in the 10th house. So if you're talking like Gemma, who's like, I, Leo isn't, none of my houses are in Leo, but what house is Leo in? Oh, because it has to be somewhere. Exactly. It's not like Leo doesn't exist in your chart, it's there. It's not aligned to a house specifically, but it's inside a house. So, whatever house your Leo sign is intercepted in is where the Venus transit will be occurring. So, if Leo is in the 10th house or the 11th house or whatever house it's in, that is where Venus is. Okay. And it actually makes it easier to understand where Venus is because if if you're like maybe most people where you're say, let's say you're a Leo rising, if you're a Leo rising, then that means if you're a Leo rising at say, uh, if you're a Leo rising at say 17 degrees, you're going to experience this Venus retrograde in your 12th house and your first house. Oh, so will okay, go in and then exactly. out. Exactly. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question, Gemma. Please let me know.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Gemma. Uh we have Shima Bear. She says this week really spoke to me. How do you find stability, nourishment, feeling comfortable and confident when exactly those needs are not being met? That are not being met are the things that are making you feel unstable.
1: I think that's for you, Ingrid. Okay. Because <laughs> this was a couple weeks ago or whatever when you were you were going through something and
0: How do I find stability, nourishment, being comfortable and confident when I don't have those things? I mean, I think it just goes back to literally the basics of being alive, of resting, sleeping until I feel whole enough to have energy to go to the grocery store and get food and cook myself something nice like I, th- I mean i guess it kind of happens a lot where i get really depleted where i'm not feeling good and then my house gets messy i feel like shit. i haven't eaten I am starving to death I literally went to the grocery store I'm not kidding yesterday and the girl's like oh my god I haven't seen you in so long where have you been and I was like starving (laughs) I've been starving to death that's where I've been and she was like oh no I was just like I don't know then I get overwhelmed and then end up getting depressed and then it's just like the first thing to go is those those things and she was like oh I hear you when I get depressed I never leave my room and then we Mm -hmm. don't talk about it she's like I'll be in there for like four days and she's like, but you got to come to the store. You got to like feed yourself. And I'm like, mm. yeah. Like, it's just once you feel rested and whole enough, then it's like literally the basics of making myself a nice meal and cleaning my house. I feel like those are like the two things where I'm like, okay, everything's going to be okay. I had something healthy. My kitchen is clean. My laundry is done. And then everything else kind of comes from there. I mean, it seems so simple, but like that's when I start feeling more confident and comfortable about myself when I just have all of my basic needs met, which sometimes just feels really hard. Mm -hmm. I think part of myself, maybe I have some, you know, chemical imbalance possibly, but also I was in a relationship for a really long time. That was, we fulfilled those roles for each other. When one person Mm -hmm. wasn't feeling good, the other person cooked and did the grocery shopping Mm -hmm. and it was always like that. So it was like, Mm -hmm. when I wasn't feeling good, there was somebody to always cook for me which you know i'm I'm seeing someone now and like when we're together we're just not together all the time so i think that's always a nice bonus when you have someone who can help feed you or friends who are you know around to make sure you eat even like my friend brian will be like oh like i was having a really shitty day and i was like i don't know like i'm just not feeling social he like he's like i'm coming over you don't have to do anything he brought like cookies and ice cream and, you know, talked to me and brought me snacks. Or like Mm. one time he brought me like soup because he knew I was like, he's like, you have to eat. I'm going to bring you soup.
1: Mm.
0: So, you know, maybe sharing with your community to get a little extra love and support from the people that care about you. You know, even when I go to my family's house, I feel like I'm so depleted by the time I get there, but I'm trying to make time for them. You know, my sister will make food or her boyfriend will take us to dinner. And, you know, even that kind of stuff helps to be like, okay, I know that There's I don't have to show up in any certain way and just show up as I am and Mm -hmm. know that that's going to have to be enough. Mm -hmm. Even like my apartment being messy for the longest time, I never let the guy that I was seeing see my apartment messy. And I was like, I've never let you hear when my apartment looks like shit. And he's like, I don't he's like, yeah, I noticed And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. And he was like, of course, I don't notice. I don't care. What are you talking about? Like, I give a shit what your house looks like. Mm. And then, you know, I think that was always like a big block for me of not letting people in to see me when I'm not feeling well. So maybe that's something, just being a bit more vulnerable with the people around you to allow you to see you when you're not at your best. So you can have some extra support, even at work, like the girls at work or like call me and be like, okay, like you have to come to work. I know you're not feeling good, but I'm going to be there. Like we can get food before work. We'll order something. I mean, I guess I didn't even know this, but I think that more recently i've allowed myself to open up to my community about when i'm not feeling yes. well to get that extra support lean that's been really, into your
1: community really nice. 11th house north node lean into your community be authentic aries north node that's you ingrid be Yay, authentic and you. lean into your community
0: thank lean you shima bear thank you what a great question that was like i think that yeah I think I had some realizations just in this moment.
1: Wow, nice. Um,
0: we have Sunbug. She just wants to thank us. Thank you, Scott and Ingrid, for answering my question on the pod. Y'all are the best. You're well, welcome. yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for writing us. We appreciate you. I have Janae. She says, Ingrid, I love that you loved my voice notes. You two are so special. I love that you shared this. Blessings, sacred kisses, hugs. You two keep being brilliant and inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Oh, my God. She left, like, the most beautiful voice notes. It was about me kind of making fun of Scott and his singing. And she just, like, (laughs) loved Scott's singing. Yes. And just, I love hearing voice notes. It feels so personal. I like like those, too. I've had, I have numerous, like, Instagram friends now that, like, we send each other notes that I don't even really know them in person. But when you hear somebody's voice talking to you, it really feels like you're connected. Mm-hmm. So I really, yeah. I absolutely love those voice notes. I listened to them like three times. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Janae, for listening <laughs> and for writing us. Hmm. This Tiffany French. Is there anything you could share about a uh, Leo Virgo moon capricorn rising i'm confused am i reading this Uh, wrong i don't know how to say this
1: yeah i think she's what she's saying is she's a leo sun a virgo moon and a capricorn rising at 26 degrees leo moon leo sun um yeah know about
0: emotional management or mastering and how one relates to a 24 degree gemini relationship
1: okay so oh so that
0: would be a gemini sun
1: Gemini Sun. I see what she's doing. So she was born with, with the Sun in Leo at 26 degrees in a relationship with somebody who was born with the Sun in Gemini at 24 degrees. So you're basically like two versions, two different versions of the same person in a sense, because your sons are very closely aligned with each other. Uh, Could be a very positive match. You know, air fuels fire. Fire raises the air. Of course, you got to see everything else that is going on in the chart to really know how the two of you uh, work with each other. But on a just sort of general rule, air and fire, yay. Earth and water, yay. You know, or fire and fire, air and air, water and water, earth and earth because they understand each other. But Mm um You know, Leo brings that stabilizing force because it's fixed and Gemini helps keep things light because it's mutable and it's air. The Capricorn moon, that emotional management, or no, she's a Virgo moon, Capricorn rising. So emotional management and mastering, (sighs) take it easy on yourself. That's what I would say. Take it easy on yourself because the Virgo moon is highly critical, very analytical, seeing all the details, you know, such the perfectionist, Capricorn rising wanting to present in a way that is buttoned up and and in a position of authority. Mm. I, I mean, the the two thoughts, the two metaphors I always give for like Virgo and Capricorn is Virgo is, you know, think of yourself as the dog that's chasing the rabbit around the track. The dog never catches the rabbit, but that's not the point. The point is winning the race. And so you may be working and toiling to no end on a project because you think it's not quite good enough yet, but you're completely subjective to your work. You're not objective. If you show your work to someone else, they'll probably say, wow, this is amazing but you can't see it that way because it's not as good as you can imagine it to be, but you're already winning the race. So don't toil to no end, never completing a project because it can always be better, but you're never going to complete anything. Well, and in
0: this, in this case, you're kind of referring to an emotional relationship instead of like a project.
1: Anything you know in terms of a, in terms of a relationship if you're a virgo moon you're going to hold everyone that you have emotions for to a very high standard it's, you, you might be hard on them maybe yeah, that's not that's what i out, was thinking but especially inwardly you're hard on them you're hard on yourself things aren't the way that they you know they could be you've got to you got to take it easy there and then the yeah. capricorn rising it's like always trying to achieve and it's great to keep your eye on the prize, but you also have to keep your, you have to know where your feet are on the ground. Otherwise you're going to fall off the mountain and you need to enjoy the view and, and appreciate how far you've come. Because if you're waiting to enjoy the view from the top It's going to disappoint. You're going to miss out. Yeah, there's so many great views along the way. So give yourself a break, Tiffany. Give yourself a break. You are already amazing. You are already perfect. You are because you're giving every single person that you come into contact with at any point in time, you're giving them the reflection that they need to see of themselves. Whether they view that reflection as beautiful, ugly, happy, or sad, or angry, it doesn't matter. You're giving them the reflection that they need, so you're already perfect.
0: Thank you, Doesn't Scott. Mean, I love that. Yeah,
1: you're welcome. Doesn't mean that you can't improve and that you're you're not growing and 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 working to get better in life. But obsessing on it yes, and like getting down just, on yourself about no, it. Don't do which that. Which is
0: what I mean. I feel like I do that.
1: You do. <laughs> it's like you were talking about earlier about like, well, I wanted to do this thing with the videos, and so I'm like, don't do that. Like, just make it easy on yourself. Like, well, it's yeah. not going to look good. I don't care. Nobody cares how it looks like it's just put the information out there and you'll improve upon it as you get it's better. Such, at doing it's a, this such
0: stuff. a great lesson. Cause I, yeah, we wanted to start doing more social media stuff and more YouTube stuff. So releasing more content and I wanted it to look really pretty. And every time I think something's going to be easy, it takes a fucking hours to get the format right. And for it to, there's always some sort of thing and I'm not, I can do video editing, but I'm not really video editor. So it's just ends up being a goddamn catastrophe. And the yeah, Scott was like, I don't fucking care. I don't <laughs> care what it looks like. It's not that important. Like it's better to have it and it be okay than to have you spend 9,000 hours on it. And then exactly. like just, yeah, we'll get better as we go. So yes. baby steps, we're going to release some extra content for Instagram and TikTok and try to put ourselves out there.
1: Like when you think about like these images that we're going to look at for the week and where they started, you know, when I started writing the weekly transit in October of 2018, I mean, if I showed you those images, I, maybe I can find some and even show up here because like it just shows like you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And it doesn't, here's here are the first images of uh (laughs) this is what i I had in my email that i was sending out to like 30 people or 20 people when i first started doing this was from the week of october 22nd 2018 these were the images that i was that i was putting out there okay well here's the i want to do it this way because i want to show you the grand cover of, you know, the big, wow, you're going to be so impressed. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's like you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Here's the big reveal of the first issue of the weekly transit, October 22nd, 2018. This, this was what I put out there, Ingrid, this right here. And then here's uh, the other images that I was sending out to people you know so you know
0: <laughs> i mean it's such a
1: this uh, is how far i feel like we've learned
0: come. i learned so much from you just by you being yourself and being like you're just always telling me to calm down and i'm just obsessing i'd be like oh no we have to make each line has to be like we have to put it in illustrator like i mean our audience started with the audience that you built by these sketches and yes
1: I really
0: need to calm down is what I need to do. Exactly.
1: (laughs) All I knew was at that time, I I was like, I have so much that I want to share. And I am annoying my family and friends. They don't want to talk to me anymore because all I'm doing is talking to them about astrology. And so now I just have to. Like okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do an email, you know. Eventually, I want this to be a podcast, and I'm gonna have to do a podcast with someone else because I can't do it by myself. Uh, but this email, I'm just gonna start sending it out, and I think I literally had like 20 or 30 people on the email list, and that's where it started. So, yeah.
0: And I mean, we're kind of like killing it. There's like a book, like we have so many listeners and I, I, I the impatience and the perfectionism is such a, a poor combination for feeling good and actually accomplishing your goals. It does nothing but gets in the way. When people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you're a perfectionist. Wow, that must be so hard. Actually, it prevents you from doing anything from getting anywhere you're just frozen in time because mm-hmm. nothing's good enough so you don't release it so you actually never progress Exactly, it's a really big block of um i guess it stems from like insecurity maybe where it's like you don't want anyone to see the parts of you just like with the depression in the house and you don't want anyone yes. to see the icky parts of you if it's not perfect then i don't want to show anybody
1: the thing is is they're not even seeing that only you see it Maybe other Virgo moons see it. Who knows? But I, I think of like Gabri- Gabriella too, with like her thesis. I mean, it got to the point where she's like, "I have to, I have to pick a topic, you know, otherwise I'm not going to be able to write the thesis." Like it had to get to that point where it was, it was like do or die. And then when she started writing it, it had to get to the point where if I don't finish it, I'm not going to graduate, <laughs> and. And that's That's what, so me, like it had to. That's where she went with that Virgo moon because she couldn't stop like tweaking and oh, this isn't good enough. And I have to go back. And it's just like, oh my God.
0: My friend Brian (sighs) is really good about just putting himself out there, even if it's not perfect, like he's less worried about what someone's gonna think and more just excited about sharing Mm -hmm. what he's excited about Mm. and i think it's such a great quality to have it's like just fucking share it Mm -hmm. like you know the things that we usually love most about like an artist are the fucking sketches behind the scenes like when you go back you're like oh wow like he drew this by hand (laughs) that's crazy it feels so like raw like i want to see like you know even like A lot of the Instagram people that I follow, I'm like, or some like a mom that doesn't wear any makeup and her house is Mm -hmm. messy or like even like you see the picture perfect Instagrams, but then they're like, you know, then they scroll over like this is the only clean corner in our house is the one that we videotaped. But if you look over here and you're like, oh, like not everything is this shiny cookie cutter picture perfect version of ourselves it's not realistic and nobody can relate to that so it's like mm-hmm. i think the more vulnerable i am in my life and you know in turn on the podcast the more like the more people reach out and feel deeply people love
1: to- you they're always commenting on youtube and sending you messages i mean come yeah. on like <laughs>
0: Well, the more, the couple of times I feel like I've shared something super vulnerable. I've been like, oh my God, I need to delete this intro because I'm just, I can't, I can't put that out there. I can't share that. And then I'm like, well, I can't delete the intro because then the whole episode doesn't make any sense because we reference it the whole time. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. I guess I just have to put it out there, but I feel really scared. Mm -hmm. And the handful of times that I've revealed something extra personal, I've gotten the most amount of support from people. And that's like, a, really is such a lesson to be like, okay, you need to fucking just stop trying to put this, you know, literally like an Instagram filter on everything, like an Instagram filter on your life. Cause it's less interesting. It's just less interesting. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And and, and people are gonna spend what, like a second looking at your post mm-hmm. and then they scroll past it. Or they're not even gonna see get, it. So. Or they're not even gonna see it. Exactly. So why are you torturing yourself over Don't, this? Don't
0: know. <laughs> Should we move into the week?
1: Yes. Let's oh, do you in. want to
0: thank our sponsors?
1: Let's thank the sponsors. Please. Yes, let's thank the sponsors. I want to. Th- we want to thank Samantha, Kendra, Larry, Jasmine, Brenna, Janelle, Vincent, and Michelle, Clarissa, Aline, Cassie, Merdinas, Brooke, Ricky, Emrath, Annie, Amber, Deborah, Haley, and Carrie.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. It allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. If you want to support the podcast financially, you can go to the show notes. There's a support link. You can donate $1, $5, or $10 a month if we are helping you navigate your life more gracefully. We would very much appreciate it. If you want to support in other ways, you can... Whoops you can purchase the book the basics of astrology it's on amazon you can write us a review on amazon for the book you can share the podcast with your friends write us a positive review um i feel like i missed something i mean there's Uh, classic scott has classes yeah scott has readings scott has what else do you have
1: cosmic pathway cosmic reset yeah. So, I mean, the classes, we've got the moon classes. If you want to know who you are, why you're here, your purpose in your life, it it's my purpose to help you understand who you are so that you can accept, appreciate, and love the divine, unique miracle that is you. So if you want to have a deeper insight into yourself, deeper appreciation for yourself, if you need clarity or guidance on what's going on, with the planets and stars, that's what I'm here to do. So you can schedule a reading at theweeklytransit.com. I also uh, have the Cosmic Pathway, which is a minimum six month program where I am working with you one on one, kind of like what I do with Ingrid a little bit here, uh, where we we guide I guide you uh, with the planets and stars. You share with me. I also have a cosmic reset, which is like a truncated or mini version of the cosmic pathway. It's five weeks, thirty minutes a week for five weeks. So, if you have any interest in the cosmic pathway or the cosmic reset, you can sign up for the cosmic pathway at the website cosmic reset. Email me uh, with the with the uh, the subject line cosmic reset. If you'd like more information or if you want to just get to work and let's do this, let's move forward and clear out the blind spots, the cobwebs, help see things from a new perspective, reframing, reframing so that you can be the best version of yourself.
0: Yeah. If you have been following along for some time, I think it got, I always get really positive messages about seeing personal growth and, just meeting with you every week and following the, rhythm, the rhythms of the planets to guide my focus makes it so much more palatable to make change when there's always like, you're not obsessing on something forever and ever. It's like you have a focused set of goals that you're working towards and you're like moving through them in different ways. And I think that's kind of like the beauty of having a personal astrologer to guide you through these lessons is to really go deep and then also when you're meeting with you on a regular basis it's like you get more and more out of it because then you know my family history you know my family's Mm -hmm. birth charts you know my friends like yep it all kind of comes together the longer we are in relationship i think it just becomes deeper and more complex and more nuanced and yeah i mean i think that's that's when you
1: really start to uncover and unlock different aspects of yourself. Like I love it when the light bulb goes off for somebody and they're like, Oh my God, I never thought of that before. Or I never connected these together. Like when you can help some lead somebody to that revelation within themselves, that's when it's life changing.
0: Um, and then you also have a class that you taught last week. Um, but you're doing, you're selling the,
1: the recording replay. The yeah, it's the,
0: yeah. yeah, the basics of astrology. The basic
1: of astrology, yes. So if you oh, want a foundation, you, the foundation, yeah, understanding the basics. What were we gonna say?
0: If you're buying the recording, you still you get a copy of the a digital of copy the of the basics yep. of astrology as well. Exactly.
1: So it's like you get the video version. I feel like an infomercial. We get the video version and we throw in the visual book. <laughs> you know <laughs> call now <laughs> and we'll give you this free book. <laughs> for only thirty dollars
0: if you if you're still just getting into astrology or I feel like anywhere like beginning or intermediate the basics of, of astrology is learning the actual language of astrology mm-hmm. the signs and symbols not only memorizing the words mm-hmm. but Scott always likes to go back to the basics of actually writing it it's like when you learn a language you need to be able to read it and write it not exactly. just speak it it actually makes it easier to comprehend which I didn't really understand at first, but I, if you listen, you know that I'm definitely conversational now. Where it was yes. not that was not quite so accessible before.
1: Mm-hmm. I would
0: re- it would take me so long to absorb what you were telling me, and now that I know each and every sign and symbol and element, and uh, I still the houses sometimes I have to like focus on to remember them. But um, what's the other thing? The the aspects. aspects. yeah Yeah, like those make it so i can just glance at an alignment and i already know what's happening so when you're talking i can just reference i can just literally peek over at it and be like oh okay this is what he what he's this is what i need to respond to this is what i'm focusing on and it's really brilliant and allows you to be more intuitive with the information so I, i
1: am so inspired right now ingrid i mean i feel like i'm on uh like I am on an infomercial just because like I I, I feel like one of those people, but I, I'm i really re- inspired right now. And the inspiration is coming just from like looking at these old images that I showed mm. you, you know, and like this is how I learned the language of astrology by drawing these images over and over and over and over and over again. It drilled it into my brain, the meaning behind them and the power of astrology is the knowledge that you gain. It's not a religion. Astrology is a language. So by becoming fluent in the language of astrology, you become fluent in the language of life. I mean, I had Gabriella the other day tell me, like, because she learns all this stuff just like vicariously through me, and she is a brilliant astrologer in her own right. She is just like, I... Now that I th- see things from that astrological lens it makes living life so much more palatable. It like does. sometimes it's, it's it's still hard. It takes the edge off when you yes.
0: when you can see it from a different perspective mm-hmm. where it's not like it's happening it's all happening to all of us. Yes. So just being prepared for the seasons for the weather that we go through is so helpful in not wanting to fucking just run away from all of our problems. It's like but the more we when work with it, exactly. the more we are able to weather the storm.
1: Even when you're talking about though, like how I understand like your sister and your mom and your dad, and I know their charts and I, and I articulate that to you, it helps you understand them better.
0: My sister just had a reading with you and she was like, the biggest thing I got out of it was realizing that not everyone is me, that we're mm-hmm. all so individual. Like I'm expecting my mom or my dad to be like me and they're exactly. not. Yes. And that was like such a That's revelation. It's a great takeaway.
1: Yes. Such a great takeaway to, to you can start looking at people because the more that you understand yourself, you, the more you appreciate you accept, appreciate and love yourself it's also about understanding the people in your life. When you understand them and you realize that their chart is different than yours (laughs) and maybe this planet is squaring their planet here and that's why we bump heads in this area. The more that you understand that, the more that you can accept them for who they are. And once you're accepting this person, then you can appreciate them for who they are. And once you're appreciating them, then you can love them with a divine unique miracle that is them as opposed to being like that fucking, I can't stand that person because, you know, I I hate my dad or my mom or this and that. They always try to do these things to me. It's like, no, it's like getting mad at a cat for not barking.
0: Yeah, it's not in their nature to
1: bark. (laughs) Should we move into the week, Ingrid? Let's do it. Okay, so let's begin. It's the week of june 26 to july 2nd this is monday june 26 we are looking at mercury the messenger of the gods guide of souls to the underworld the planet of consciousness communication and coordination in the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab cancer We are also looking at Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict. In the fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion, Leo, forming a square with Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. In the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, Taurus. So this was an alignment between Mars and Uranus that we looked at the end of last week. It's still continuing. Uh, So we'll talk about that first and then we'll jump into Mercury. You know, I look at this, this Leo and, and Taurus energy and there, you know, I know a lot of Leo and Taurus couples. It seems to be a match that finds where people find each other. As, as it d- tends to happen with a lot of signs that share modalities, even if the, the elements are conflicting, like Earth extinguishes fire, Leo, Leo, fire scorches the Earth of Taurus. But what they have in common is Leo is that, that lion energy. The lion's the king of the jungle. It's that sovereignty. Taurus is the bull. That's the money. So they both like the bling, they both like uh, fancy things. They both they both like the material. Leo just kind of accepts the, or expects to, to always have everything that they want or need because they are the king or the queen. Uh, whereas Taurus is the 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 king's accountant. Uh, so when you look at these two together, Mars driving through Leo. It's putting energy behind your heart, charging ahead, being courageous in following your heart. Uranus in Taurus is shaking up the material. It's shaking up your self-worth. It's it's maybe like, I am very, I, I want this. I, this is in my heart. I want it. I'm going after it. Oh, but wait, in order to do that, I have to elevate my values. I have to elevate my self-worth. If I'm saying that I want something, but my values are down here, then it doesn't match. And so it's, it's it's like a shift of expectations here, and it can be uncomfortable.
0: I mean, just thinking about the revolution of the material and your values, I think that, like you said, it kind of you have to go backwards, but it's like, yeah, if you start with, I think last week we talked a lot about recognizing what our values are and maybe needing to make some changes if we're noticing that what we're doing is not reflecting our values or our lifestyle is not reflecting Mm -hmm. our values. So Mm -hmm. once we know what our values are, maybe, or we haven't been aware of them. I think I was just talking about dancing and, you know, not really putting enough time into actually improving and being, getting hard on myself, but it's Ah, like, okay, well, yes, I need to have a revolution I need to change what I'm thinking either I need to say, okay well I'm not improving on my dancing but I'm not doing anything about it so I have to accept that and move on or I have to say, you know what I really value I value being a better dancer so I'm going to make some changes in my life this revolution to either acceptance or to making a change and if I'm making that change in my thought process then that can come out with this Leo and Mars energy where I'm going and getting it. I'm taking the action with my heart to take more classes, put myself Mm -hmm. out there, practice at home. Like, and that right there can be, it's a square. It can be uncomfortable because it's annoying to say, oh, well, I thought I was doing what I wanted, but I really wasn't, I wasn't going after it. I wasn't putting in the work to get what I wanted. So reframing your mind to either accept where you're at or to make a shift in your present reality is difficult it's always easier to say to stay status quo even if that is uncomfortable it doesn't take any energy to do nothing
1: and this is pushing you through the discomfort this aspect between uh we need Mars it we and... need that yes exactly otherwise we're not going
0: to make the change
1: exactly yes exactly and Which... so this Go. will go ahead what are we gonna say
0: oh it's just so sometimes i just cling so tightly to just. I'm like, I just want everything to like, I just don't want to have to put in any more effort. I'm so tired. There's always something happening. I just want everything to be settled and to know what's happening all the time. So sometimes when there is this shift energy, I'm just like, no, it's going to be so hard. (laughs) But then afterwards, you're like, oh, yeah, I I needed that push. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done shit. I would have stayed Mm -hmm. the same forever. And that fucking is not, that's not how you grow.
1: Right. That's right. and this can is where the can- this? this is where the cancer comes in, the can Mercury and cancer because this is the planet of the conscious mind in the sign that rules the past. Your roots your upbringing your childhood the ones who raised and nurtured you your ancestors so where do my values stem from where do the you know when we bring in the taurus energy and the leo energy with the cancer energy it's where do my values stem from do i pick this up from my parents was it an experience i had in my childhood on the playground you know and then when you think of the leo energy where is the desire of my heart come from where does that come from? Or why is my heart closed? Who sh- who slammed the door on my heart mm-hmm. when I was a child? You know, how can I go back in time and and be there and nurture myself? in the way that I wasn't nurtured in that moment. Like if whatever happened to you as a child, that trauma or that experience, maybe it wasn't even like a big trauma It's just like this, but it's still a trauma. It's like, you know, your school teacher said something to you that, that discouraged you. Mm-hmm. What would you do in that instant? Now, if you were the adult in that situation, how would you treat that child? You know, you'd probably pull that child aside and say, I believe in you and, and don't let anyone tell you what you can and can't do. You know, it's up to you to decide, but love yourself or just be kind. You know, it's like, this is, this is what mercury and cancer is about. How can we be more kind in our communication? How can we be more caring in the way that we think about others and ourselves? How can we be more kind in our own thoughts? What can we do to nurture our mind and nurture the minds of others so that everybody feels cared for and coddled in a way? This is, this is hopefully a time where there, well, there's going to be a lot of sensitivity. Everybody's going to be uh, more sensitive in the way that they're communicating, the way that they're listening. Listening, You might find that you're saying something to somebody and they're, and they're offended easily, and that's going to mm. cause you to draw back and say, oh, I didn't realize I that hurt your feelings, you know, I'm sorry. We may, we may be apologizing more during this period, but this is from June 26th to July 10th. The last time Mercury was in cancer was July 4th to the 19th of 2022. The time before that was July 11th to the 27th of 2021. So think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this next time around as Mercury transits through Cancer. For those that were born with key astrological points or planets in Aries or Libra, this Mercury in Cancer transit will be afflicting your planets or points. Uh, So be patient uh, and take your time. If you want to know exactly how that would be affecting you. Contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com, but otherwise, you know, just be kind and caring to yourself, nurture yourself through any difficulties that you're experiencing during this period. Tuesday, June 27th, Mercury in Cancer forms a sextile, a positive aspect to the north node, the soul's purpose or karmic pathway of the soul in Taurus. This is a good time for me to remind everyone that if you're interested in learning about your North Node, the purpose of your soul, your soul's purpose, I'm going to be teaching classes on the North Node. The classes are going to be focused on your North Node. I'm looking at building a uh, a waiting list, I guess you would call it. Uh, because once I have a certain number of people, then I'm going to put out the offering. So this is Mercury, the planet of the conscious mind, aligning with the soul's purpose. So this is similar to what we were talking about on Monday. It's mm-hmm. it's connecting your past, your your origin. What is the origin of your values? Where do they stem from? If we were to write the origin story of your life, first of all, what are your values? What do you value? What is the status of your self-worth? This is something that we all deal with. What is that for you? And where does it stem from? What's the origin story of your values?
0: It kind of has a bit of a south node energy. Like anytime the north node is there, you kind of can think about the south node, but it's like if there's cancer there, that also kind of has that reminder of where you came from, because your South Node is like the gifts that you came here with. And then, I mean, Cancer is a little different, but it's like when you, after you arrived on Earth, like how did your family and childhood shape you? Where did mm-hmm. we acquire these values? Mm-hmm. And I think taking stock of how we got to where we're at can be a very healing experience because you're able to really accept where you are. And then once you can accept that, you are able to like move forward, making decisions for yourself based on who you are in this moment. And that will help you on your path mm. instead of getting stuck in your path. Like if we don't know our past, then that's how we can get stuck there. It's like exactly where you get in the are. loop,
1: in the loop. You have to know how did I get here? Once you know how you got here, then you can change things moving forward in the future. Yeah, yeah awareness you, is
0: the first step.
1: Yes. I love that you bring up the South Node too, just because I don't put the South Node on the chart because it just, it, I don't want it to be more confusing than it already might be to some people. But, you know, the South Node is in right now in Scorpio. So we are reassessing how we merge power with others. Mm. And through that reassessment of how we merge power with others, who you're intimate with, who you're sharing energy with, how does that relate to what you value? Maybe you've been giving more than you should and you need to take more for yourself because you feel depleted by the relationship that you're in. So this has been this whole period of the North Node In Taurus, which has gone on for over a year now, like almost a year and a half, it's been a reassessment also of the people that you're sharing energy with and making sure that you have what you need within those dynamics. Okay, so moving on to Wednesday, June 28th. This is a grand trine.
0: Ooh, this is only like. The second time I've seen this, this was recent. We had one of these.
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought I'd put this in. It's, it's cool to look at because it, it. it helps you understand what a trine is. A trine mm-hmm. is a 120 degree angle. If you have three points that are all connecting at 120 degrees, they make a perfect triangle. And so this is happening between the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in Cancer. The moon, the planet of emotions in the fixed water sign of Scorpio symbolized by the scorpion and Saturn, the god of wealth and time, the planet of restriction, responsibility, hard work, achievement and authority in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish Pisces. So this is a grand water trine because we have three planets. All aligning with each other at seven degrees, lucky seven, seven degrees in the three water signs. So, what is happening here? This is
0: super healing day. Yeah,
1: very lots of healing and digging into the past again. Healing because we're looking into the past. Mm. That's the sun in Cancer, we're looking at the deepest part of our emotions which is that Scorpio energy the moon in Scorpio it it's bringing emotional sensitivity to all the feelings that you're hiding from or all the feelings that you're hiding from those that you're in relationship with that you're bonded to that you're intimate with and then it's connecting that piece of Saturn in Pisces the most compassionate sign, so the sign of nurturing, Cancer, the sign of Passion, Scorpio, and the sign of Compassion, Pisces, Saturn in Pisces, is about committing to doing the work required to show yourself compassion, to delve into the unconscious Face your psychological baggage, the guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame, and show yourself compassion so you can integrate those thought patterns and memories with understanding forgiveness and love for yourself. So what are you hiding from in your emotions? Where does that stem from from your past? And how can you show yourself compassion for those feelings and empathy for anyone else involved?
0: We kind of touched on it yesterday, but like recognizing our past, why we are where we're at. um, And then relating that, I guess, to those deep emotional, like the karmic bonds of Scorpio and our emotions, Mm -hmm. like how do all these things play into where we're at? And when we're, I think today would just be a good day to bring awareness, just bringing these ideas to the forefront of your mind you don't have to do anything but think about them and that will be healing in itself. Just recognizing our deep karmic bonds, recognizing how we got to where we're at and then taking responsibility, like you said for being compassionate about where we are in this moment. Mm. Yeah. It's, it I mean it just sound sometimes it, when you say it out loud it sounds so easy. It's like, "Oh yeah, just recognizing how I got where I'm at." Like yeah. it, it it really just takes the the awareness and setting aside a little time to think about think about these things
1: with ourselves. It, it's also being present in the moment of what's going on with your mind. Like I caught myself in the kitchen the other day, maybe it's two days ago, just making some food, and I recognized that I was I was being really shitty to myself mm. in my thought process and that's where I had to remind myself what I always tell everyone else that I need to show myself compassion yeah. for this what was, can I and, ask what
0: was, what were you being shitty to yourself about
1: well I was I was thinking about a friend from childhood that I haven't spoken to in years mm-hmm. that I was really close to and you know, it's not by like my, like I've reached out to this person multiple times and now I've just given up, you know. And so, um so I, you know, he, he moved away to, you know, he lives halfway across the country. He's got his own life going on over there, but it makes me sad when I think about my relationship with him. And we were close when we were kids, but then I think back and I was like, well, I was, I was shitty to him in this moment, like in the fifth grade or in high school, I was this or whatever. And, you know, I did this to him. That probably wasn't nice. And maybe there's some other things that I probably, maybe I was just an asshole in high school. Like, I don't know, like, you know, and maybe that's why he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. It's not that he's like completely out of touch. Like he texted me and a couple other friends a few months ago to, to reach because he was coming back to California to reconnect, but I wasn't going to be back where I'm from in Fresno area. So, Um, but, you know, I was just like, but not everybody wants to have a phone conversation, you know, and I'm probably overthinking things. (laughs) And, but why do I have these feelings about this person? Like, what is... What, like, what is, and I'm like, I have to talk to my therapist about this, you know, because like, why am I holding on to like these feelings? Like I did something wrong or he doesn't like me or, you know, but then I think about other people that have probably texted me, but I haven't texted back or called or whatever you know, so, uh, it's exhausting. <laughs>
0: You said oh I have to talk to my therapist about it. That seems like such a day for this alignment to be like oh I want to set aside time yeah. to work, work to work on this thing that is coming up. I think that is
1: Well, I see my therapist the day before. So I'll perfect. I'll see her on Tuesday. So this is Wednesday.
0: <laughs> it's just really hard I think when you were super close with somebody to just like I mean my friend Crystal, I was like so close with her. Now we have like almost no contact. Mm -hmm. maybe here and there a couple times a year if that and it's just like recognizing that we have seasons with people and maybe why we were in those relationships that maybe weren't serving us like I get just very attached I'm not really good Mm -hmm. at like goodbyes or whatever like letting go of things even like job like people and Mm -hmm. jobs and like I just get very attached Mm -hmm. so I can see why you have like wondered like what what happened you know what what oh is God. happening, especially when it's ambiguous. There's not like an answer, like a concrete. Yeah, there's answer. not there wasn't
1: like a clear breakup or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like they kind of just fade off into nothingness and you're like, What happened? Wait, what happened? You know, yeah. exactly. You know, that's the that's the joy of uh, you know, being, being a Scorpio. Oh, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, you know, and for you it's like you're you're a you're an eighth house Mars, which is that's the the house that Mars rules because it's associated with the eighth sign, which is Scorpio. Oh. So when you your action oriented energy is to bond and to be intimate with people,
0: it and is. That's, it really yeah, is.
1: Yeah. I don't okay. know if
0: we've touched on that. Sometimes I forget, like all my house, like
1: yes, the
0: houses. I'm still working on that. So that.
1: Yes, Rose. you're an eight. So even though it's like, well, you know, your Pluto's in Scorpio, uh, but you don't have any other planets in Scorpio, but your Mars is in the eighth house okay. and Mars is the planetary ruler of the eighth house because Mars is a planetary ruler of Scorpio as is Pluto and scorpio is associated with the eighth house because it's the eighth sign so your mars is in the house that it rules so like when you bond with somebody you do like boom like you're in there it's very very close very intense and there's like the separation of that is like traumatic
0: yeah i really that i feel that
1: i feel that hmm mm-hmm. yeah Wow, that was a healing Wednesday, (laughs) Thursday, June 29th. (sighs) Okay, so continuing with uh, the Saturn theme here in Pisces aligning in a trine now with Mercury. So Mercury has literally literally replaced where the sun was. Yesterday, the sun was at seven degrees, forming a trine with Saturn. Now Mercury's at seven degrees, oh. forming a trine with Saturn. But then we also add these two other new pieces that we haven't talked about this week. Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in Leo, and Chiron, the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound, in the cardinal fire sign of Aries. So that forms another trine. So, two trines, two healing energies here, hopefully. You know, Mercury bringing that conscious awareness to the unconscious, the past, the roots, the upbringing, the childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you and your ancestors, and the guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame that goes along with all those memories. Mm-hmm. Showing yourself compassion. To integrate those thought patterns and memories with understanding, forgiveness, and love. And then Venus, ah, opening mm-hmm. the heart, opening your heart and relationships, and facing your insecurities, facing your fears in your relationships. Mm-hmm. So when you think about the past, it's like, well, I'm insecure because this happened to me before. I fell in love. Love with somebody, or I had a friend, and then they don't talk to me anymore, and so I'm, I'm uncertain about creating new friendships or, or being romantically involved with somebody again. Now's the time to face those fears, to face those fears, to be courageous in the face of those fears, compassionately courageous, courageously compassionate.
0: Um, how do you think the aries energy works in chiron because we're having like the the courage with this leo energy Mm -hmm. um but would that just be like that's more direct
1: it's the fear and the insecurity that's like so it's chiron in aries is causing you to face your fears to face them directly you can't hide from them and that's why you know there's a lot of tension right now like when you think of the last time that chiron was in aries was 1968 to 1977 you know we saw what did we see during that period literally the day that chiron moved well you're a history buff ingrid i expect you to know i'm joking (laughs) of course uh The day that Chiron moved into Aries was April 4th, 1968. That was the day that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated that day. That created fear, created insecurities. A few months later, Robert Kennedy was assassinated. And then you have the Vietnam War all through the 70s, the Nixon impeachment, the gas lines. That's what was happening the last time Chiron was in Aries. Here we are again, similar circumstances. And so it's forcing everybody to face their fears so that they can come to terms with who they are. Who are you? Like when you look in the mirror, who are you? And then you add that Venus piece and it's who are you in your relationships? Mm. Who are you in your relationships? What are your fears in your relationships?
0: I think it's just so important to be able to reflect on these things because when we don't have the awareness, it's definitely holding us back. It's like when we can have the awareness and then pinpoint our fears, it takes some of the power away from them Mm -hmm. and then we can start to work through those fears and be more courageous. If we don't even know what... You can say be courageous, but if we don't know what we're being courageous in spite... like. In spite of these things, mm-hmm. you, there's, you don't even know what you, cur- courage means nothing if you don't know what the fears are.
1: Exactly. And, and this helps hopefully awaken it up, awaken you up to the fear. It's like when <clears throat> you're a little kid and you're afraid there's, you know, a monster in the room and then you know your parent comes in you turn on the light and you realize it's just like a coat that's hanging on the wall or something or or you know you're doing like some plant medicine or some uh you know psychedelics or whatever and you're freaking out and then you know like your eyes adjust and you realize it was just a doorknob and it wasn't like a demon that was trying but you know there's symbolism in all of that though Mm -hmm. and so you know maybe it was a ghost maybe it was a demon what are you maybe it's showing you within yourself
0: well, if you don't explore the fear, you won't even recognize what it's from. You're just exactly. like, Oh, I'm scared of starting a new job. I'm scared of like breaking up. I'm scared of like, well, there's there's a reason underneath just the fear. It's like, it, it's coming from some insecurity from your past. Yes. And once you can recognize it, you're like, okay, well that's normal, that's natural, but you can combat that and you can have courage when you actually can pinpoint what is going on with yourself.
1: I love that. Yes, yes. This is a good week. It is uh, it's very healing so, week. Yes. So Friday, June thirtieth.
0: More healing.
1: This is, this is. We're hitting the snooze button, Ingrid. That's what this is. We're hitting the snooze button. This is Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition.
0: Oh, I thought it was uh, Uranus at first. <laughs> it's It's always the Neptune, Neptune, Uranus. and Uranus. every people time. get
1: Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto confused. They get Neptune and Pluto confused or Neptune and Uranus confused. <clears throat> it's totally natural. You get a pass. Um, but this is retrograde. Neptune mm-hmm. begins its retrograde transit today. This is why I am talking about hitting the snooze button because we're looking back into. You know, we're, we're going to scroll back. We're scrolling back into the dream, into the unconscious. You know, Neptune is the planetary ruler of Pisces. It's going to be moving into Aries in 2025, 26. We got a couple more years of Neptune in Pisces. It's so important for us to be doing this inner work and in really acknowledging whatever's coming up, not ignoring it, paying attention to it. And showing ourselves compassion so that when Neptune moves into Aries in 25, 26, it's not going to be that big of a dumpster fire out in Mm -hmm. front of your house. Uh, But Neptune is retrograding back to 24 degrees it will be there on December 6th that is when neptune returns to direct motion it moves out of its retrograde shadow on March 26th of 2024 so literally where neptune is right now on June 30th is where it will be on March 26th of next year that's how slow neptune goes Neptune moved into its retrograde shadow on March 9th of 20 of this year, 2023. So Neptune literally spends like a year and over a year in its retrograde shadow. It's just like constantly in the retrograde shadow. And it's, it's, it's doing this thorough work. Like look in your chart, what is at 24 to 27 degrees or nearby those degrees in, water signs in earth signs in mutable signs these are the signs that are making a strong alignment to neptune these are these are whatever planet is aligning with neptune like if it's venus aligning with neptune say you were born with venus at 27 degrees in gemini you are going through a period where you are maybe losing faith in your relationship or you're losing faith in your ability as a partner and it's time for you to delve deep and reimagine the dream of what it means to be in relationship what it means to be a partner what are you feeling grid
0: well i'm just wondering if this is going to be a time for hiding from yourself or you're trying to distract yourself from the truth of
1: that's what this whole Neptune transit has been about. You know, Neptune moved into Pisces back in 2011, 2012. And what have we seen since then? Think, think about like words like binge watching, Netflix and chill, doom scrolling. They didn't exist before 2011. Why is that? Because we're stuck in the fantasy because we want to escape
0: Yeah, having to deal
1: with our own stuff. Yes.
0: So during this period is it good to indulge in that or should we be trying to be rooted in reality and not get sucked into this fantasy of ignoring what like is in front of us?
1: You want to you want to be aware of when you're stepping into fantasy. Okay. Okay. And you want you want to make sure that it's not taking over your life in some way whether it's drugs and alcohol or just, you know, I binge watched, you know, seven shows this week, you know? I mean, like, I
0: feel like I've gotten a pretty good grip on, like, alcohol. I don't use that to check out anymore. Being, like, promiscuous when I was younger, I like that was definitely a way to check out. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like those were, like, you know, the big ones where I'm like, oh, like, I've done so much work. But then other shit comes in to replace it, literally just, like, Netflix or Instagram mm-hmm. or you know, just hanging out with a partner, like that can be just as distracting. Even so though it's you... not maybe as destructive, it is mm-hmm. living in this fantasy. And even like, I, now I am to the place where I am aware of when it's happening. I'm like, oh, I'm not dealing with my stuff. I just don't want to deal with it. So I'm going to do this. Like it, it's a conscious choice. And even when I'm in that choice, sometimes I will check in with it, but it it's still there. Like I am still doing those things to kind of have a little mini vacation from from life.
1: So the first step is awareness. So you said you're aware when you're doing it.
0: Which is so strange.
1: The second step is what is my motivation right now to escape? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What am I escaping from? Is there somebody that I just spent time with that is now – uh, maybe triggered something within my unconscious that's another word that didn't mm. exist in the way that we're using it right now uh triggered mm. the reason why that word is such a word now is because everyone is triggered we're we're we are be, um we are there's We're more aware of what's happening. There's an awareness that this person is annoying me right now. I'm angry at this person. I just spent time with this person. I have to escape because I can't deal with like all their stuff or whatever. But what is it about that that's triggering you? Because whatever you're triggered by is something that exists within yourself that you're hiding from.
0: I do want to touch. I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily important, but Mm -hmm. the idea of. I feel like everyone is triggered now everything triggers everyone so now we have Mm -hmm. to have trigger warnings to prevent people from being triggered Mm -hmm. but the real work is in working when you are triggered that means you have some work to do within yourself it's not everybody else's responsibility to make Mm -hmm. sure that you aren't having these buttons being pressed these buttons being pressed is giving us we're we're at the level where we're like, oh, I know this is poking at me. So that's mm-hmm. good to have an awareness that something mm-hmm. triggered you. But that's not everyone else's responsibility to manage it. It's our own responsibility to come to terms with how we integrate these things that have happened to us that are still bothering us.
1: Yes. I had a, a really big trigger moment a couple of days ago. Maybe it was yesterday. I was driving to the grocery store. Another car was stopped. It was a white BMW SUV. And there were two people sitting in this SUV. And they threw out of the window two, uh, like Starbucks, uh, coffee to go things or whatever. They just threw it out the window. And I was so upset about this. I almost like turned around and like was going to chase them down. But I was like, no, that's it's too extreme mm-hmm. like I, why is this bo- why is this bothering mm-hmm. me so much like that's mm-hmm. what I was like why did why is that bother me so much why am i so angry about mm-hmm. this like I, I i was literally having feelings like like mm-hmm. these people are not worthy of being here on planet earth like they're a fucking scum how could you do that like you're in this expensive car and you're that like just so
0: disrespectful
1: disrespectful of yeah. i was really upset so I had to ask myself, like, what why am I why? so upset about this? Like, yeah. why am I getting so angry about this? You know, and maybe there's something within me where I've been disrespectful. And I, you know, have not left the campsite as good as I found it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still like pondering this. I, I haven't really had that like sort of crystallization of. Of understanding why but that's kind of an example of you know i'm sitting with this and i'm i'm trying to that's another thing to talk to my therapist about
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's important to recognize these things so we can work through them so they don't just keep happening instead of just obsessing on hating something it's like wait why am i so fucking pissed why Mm -hmm. what is it within me that is like so revolted
1: I went into this whole fantasy where I like pulled over. I, I was I, I I had this whole fantasy where I was like walking down the street and that happened. And what if that happened? Like I'd mm-hmm. pick up the coffee, the coffee paper cups, and I'd yeah. throw them back in the car. And then they'd pull out a gun and shoot me or something. Like who knows? Like who you're dealing with? Like yeah. how how is there? Like how do you? I went into some dark places. So yeah, it's uh. I've got work to do there. Work to do. That's my I mean, therapist's just... job. Yeah. Helping me. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of this triggering happening. So why are you being affected in the way that you are? That's the question. Saturday, July first. God, who knew that like Neptune retrograde would turn into such a long transit or long conversation? Uh, but I love it. This is good. So here we've got, we saw that a couple of days ago the sun was at seven degrees and then Mercury was at seven degrees. Now Mercury has caught up to the sun. It's no longer chasing the sun, it's about to pass the sun. It forms a conjunction with the sun at nine degrees in Cancer. And both the sun and Mercury form a sextile with Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion in Taurus. So this is a very powerful supportive alignment where we're hopefully maybe this is the day where it all crystallizes why you're being triggered the way that you are why you value what you value where these values stem from and, and what you need to do in order to create that future of abundance where you feel like i have everything that i need i have so much of what i need that i'm willing to give so much more because i have everything that i need i'm not living from this place of lack where Mm. you know i'm like well i have to take from this person or i have to throw the coffee cup out the window because i don't have the time or the energy to put it in the trash can or leave it in my car for a few minutes longer you know this is ah, hopefully going to bring us feelings of abundance in abundance for our future plans as we have healed the past or a part of the past because we're never completely healed it's a process
0: i think the jupiter and taurus like the expansion of our values we will be able to like appreciate our values more and Mm. then the mercury and cancer is like the awareness of our past i love that
1: appreciate our values more that's so good yeah Good.
0: That feels like growth when we are able mm-hmm. to appreciate how we mm-hmm. really feel inside.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I'm really
0: good at like denying sometimes my values where I'll just be like, oh, I need to not spend money on this. Like, I can't spend money on that. I don't want to spend money on food. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I can't eat
1: today because I owe like, taxes.
0: God, it's so <laughs> annoying, you know? But it's like, okay, oh well, God we're not even going to be our whole we're not even going to be able to make money and put ourselves out there and have like this energy if we don't nurture the things we value maybe by you know investing in things for ourselves like i'm like okay i feel so much better when i have a nice meal mm-hmm. do am i a cheap bitch and do i always like end up being like oh i don't know if i should spend money on that food i'm like well now i feel like shit just like the fucking chicken tenders at the strip club situation that was happening a couple weeks ago it's like great you could have spent $15 on a fucking to-go food because you didn't have the energy and instead now you're starving and you need to go home because you are in this it's fucking two in the morning and you're out of your house and you're in this shitty fucking strip club eating the grossest chicken tenders like why (laughs) is this my life And it's like, wow, I could have probably prevented this dark spiral of like hating my life if I would have just spent the fifteen dollars. I probably would have been in a great mood and I would have stayed until four in the morning and I wouldn't have had an hour and a half spiral of just feeling horrible and hating myself. It's just like, Mm. how did I get there? It's because I wasn't investing in the things that I value. But every time this happens, I'm just like, Why is this happening? This is so ridiculous. I know Mm. how to prevent it. Like hindsight i'm just like that's great like the levels of darkness that happen because mm-hmm. i have not fed myself mm-hmm. I-, I can't i can't explain what happens to me it's like a psychosis that takes over me yes which is most of the time preventable
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean i think also like at the the day of the the film premiere Mm-hmm. I basically hadn't eaten all day. I had a protein shake before I left the house because I was like, everything sounds disgusting. What am I going to do? I'm going to faint because I haven't eaten anything. I don't want any of this food. I don't have any time or energy to go get food. I had the protein shake on the way there. I had Chipotle. I only had a couple bites because we were so busy. But because I wasn't, because I was doing something that I enjoyed and was excited about, my mood didn't go into a dark hole of just hating my entire life because I wasn't at the club in the middle of the night eating gross chicken tenders. I'm like, I'm surrounded by my friends. I'm really excited for this event. I'm in this beautiful theater. I'm super hungry, but like that, I don't know. I think like the dichotomy of it, 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 it exacerbates issues when you're have none of the things you value it's like maybe i didn't have food and i was hungry but i had other things that i valued and appreciated so it just the level of darkness was just not not there
1: wow so much to ponder so much to ponder especially
0: why do we do 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 these things to ourselves it's just absurd. like, I think just the awareness this is part level of, of that f-
1: cancer energy, though. This is part of that. Like, w- why do we do this to ourselves? It started in the childhood. Yeah. So
0: watching what our parents. Yes. Did and how they treated themselves.
1: When did you feel lack as a child or that anxiety of like being hungry? Those sort of that's what this cancer energy is about is to figure out the why. Where does this stem from?
0: such a great reminder there's just all these subjects they seem so simple when we talk about that but then in in the practice, practice. of <laughs> of managing you know taxes and work and hunger and relationships it's just like it all becomes so much so i i mean i, I really think astrology is so great because it's like you're focusing on one thing for a certain amount of time and then you're moving you're just gradually building on all of these things you're like oh yeah I learned that last time let me go back to that you know what can I learn more this time
1: like mm. yeah all these yeah.
0: reminders for how to better ourselves
1: yes yes okay Sunday July 2nd Neptune again is now aligned with the moon in the Immutable fire sign symbolized by Archer Sagittarius. So, if you're hiding from anything today, you won't be hiding anymore because uh, today, uh, <laughs> or not, I mean, it could come out in, a, in an ugly way because the moon is squaring yeah. off with Neptune. So, there could be some hard truths i that mean, come most out likely today <laughs> that stimulate your unconscious. Where you know maybe somebody says something to you that sends you in that mental spiral or maybe you say something to somebody else that sends them into a mental spiral and then together collectively you're in this mental spiral. Uh, but honesty, truth is coming loose today with mm. Mercury and or what it has been for the last couple of days with uh with the moon in Sagittarius but the alignment with Neptune, is bringing about hard truths I mean, where compassion truth, and honesty, yeah?
0: Could that be a truth within ourselves that we would, would have been yes. hiding from?
1: Yes, exactly. That's it. That's it.
0: It's so yeah. crazy that we can literally lie to ourselves. Like the yes. biggest revelations about myself have been recognizing that I've been deceiving myself.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's it. We make no up more a story deception.
0: to be like a victim of our childhood. And it's like, well, once you have the awareness that stuff has happened before that has shaped you now, it's now our responsibility to shift that. So, I mean, a lot of people are going through life unconscious because we aren't taught these tools. So having compassion for everyone on earth because life is fucking hard and we don't really get the tools. But it's like once we are acquiring those tools, it is up to us to have these uncomfortable days that push us towards being able to see the truth of our situation, which, you know, we, our, our minds protect us from ourselves Mm. to avoid the discomfort. That's
1: right. That's right. And the Sagittarius energy is going to clear cut those protections and just burn them all down, force you to look at them it's been happening for the last 11 years. I mean, this 11 years was 12 years. It's the last 12 years. This has been happening with, with the moon transiting through Sagittarius every 28 days. It squares Neptune and Pisces. So every 28 days for the last 11, 12 years, we've been getting this sort of uncomfortable. Yeah, Exactly wake-up call yep
0: i mean it's all about practice too it's like it doesn't just happen once and then everything's fixed we're like oh wow i recognize this about myself mm-hmm. this hard truth is like shifted something it's like it has to happen like even just like a, like kind of like earthquakes or whatever they're just like the plates are like scooting 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 for there to be like eventually like a big shift it usually just doesn't happen overnight it's mm-hmm. about practice
1: yes That's it. Life is a practice. And with that, Ingrid, I thank you.
0: Mm, Thank you so much, Scott. What a great week. I think this is a, a powerful
1: healing week. Yes, let's hope.
0: Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his New Moon Full Moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit.